So if you ever struggle with discipline, not just in your training, but in other areas of your life as well, if you procrastinate on things that you know you need to do and find yourself maybe missing workouts, uh, missing entire weeks worth of workouts in some cases, there's a really simple fix. And it's an obvious, it's one of those obvious fixes that is like so close right under our nose that we don't even see it. And I was reminded of this in sort of a funny way a little while ago and to get to give you some backstory on this, um, the first thing to know is that personally, I absolutely love coffee. Okay, and I promise this is going somewhere. So I, I just love coffee. I make it fresh every morning and grind the beans myself and, the, and brew it in a French press. And I love the ritual of it, the taste, the way it makes me feel. But I've found that if I drink more than one cup of coffee in a day, um, there are negative consequences. So. Basically, I, I keep it to just one cup of coffee first thing in the morning and no more for the rest of the day. And I find that every time I finish that one cup of coffee, there's this little disappointment in my mind where I'm like, oh man, I've got to wait until tomorrow morning to have another cup of coffee. So <laughs> I've, I've felt this pretty much every day for like years now, this little hint of disappointment when I finish, finish this cup of coffee. And a little while ago, when, as you probably know, we retired elite guard training and I began working on deep game full time. A little while ago, it was about 5 p.m. and the work day was kind of coming to a close. And I remember wrapping up for the day and kind of making my to-do list for the following day and wrapping up all my projects and closing my laptop. And I remember the moment I closed my laptop, I got that same little hint of disappointment that I get in the morning after finishing a cup of coffee. And I was thinking, wow, I have to wait until I wake up tomorrow morning to work again. Like, wow, I, I, I was like counting the hours <laughs> until I could wake up and, and get back to work. Now, I have loved my work for a very long time. I loved working in EGT, but I have never experienced that. Okay, literally at the end of a long workday for that starts usually around 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. and goes all the way until 5 p.m., I have never experienced the disappointment at the fact that I had to stop working and I actually had to force myself to not do any more work so that I could conserve my energy and recover and come back mentally fresh the following day. Now, in that way, <laughs> when you're doing work that you love so much that you almost can't keep yourself from doing it, it fixes every problem with discipline that there is. Discipline itself becomes effortless and you need to almost discipline yourself not to overwork. And I personally, like I'm still battling this myself right now, disciplining myself to not work every single hour of the weekend and to not work in the evenings and to actually conserve my energy and not overdo it and burn out. And you'll find that the things that you are really meant to do in life, the things that you like love with all of yourself, it's hard uh, it's hard not to be disciplined and it's actually harder to not work on those things. Now, <laughs> what I've come to realize over the past 10 years working with many, many players at many levels of basketball is that the vast majority of basketball players are simply playing for the wrong reason. 
when we ask players, you know, what motivates you in this game, the very popular answers are um, essentially, I want to prove everybody wrong. I want to show everybody how good I can really be. I want to, um, you know, score more points than this, this other player on my team. I want to get the MVP and be dominant over all other players. And these are popular things to say. Like you hear NBA players saying these things all the time. I want the big contract. I want to get the money, so to speak. Um, you know, I heard an interview with Kyle Lowry just over and over. He was saying so-and-so is going to get the money. So-and-so is going to get the money. And these things have become very commonplace and popular in sports culture and basketball culture. But <laughs> when you're playing for those reasons, it's kind of like giving whoever else uh, you are trying to get dominance or status over, whoever you're trying to prove wrong, whoever you are um, trying to impress, you're giving them full power over you. You're giving them the strings to your puppet, so to speak. You become the puppet and they become the puppet master. They can pull your emotional strings and it, you go into this constant wave of intense motivation and then intense disappointment and burnout. And it's really hard to stay consistent with your discipline and with the things that you know you need to do when the motivation is coming from somewhere outside of yourself because you're giving too much power away. And truthfully, there's really only one reason to do anything in life. And, and especially there's only one reason to play basketball, which is your in the moment enjoyment of the game, the joy that it brings you in the moment as you're doing it. That's the only reason to play. If you're playing to get attention, to get social status, to be like the big man on campus at your school, to have your name in the newspaper, to dominate other players, to uh, prove everybody wrong, even for some financial goal in the future, you know, if you want to play professional basketball and make money, all of those reasons are completely beside the point of playing the game of basketball. The only true pure reason to play is your in the moment enjoyment of it. If you get your motivation from that place, it's hard not to be on the court all the time. It's hard not to be in the weight room early in the morning or on the court early in the morning and putting up jump shots and getting your work in. It's really hard to pull yourself away from the game because it's so enjoyable and the enjoyment is so deep. It's like that little disappointment when you have to leave because you know it's going to be a certain number of hours or maybe a day before you can come back and get back to work at it, okay? There was an interview with Kobe that maybe you saw in our deep game of Kobe Bryant movie. And I, I just loved this section of the interview because this, the interviewer had asked him, you know, <clears throat> it would have been so easy for you, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> it would have been so easy for you earlier on in your career to, you know, party and go to Vegas and do the things that pretty much every other player was doing, you know, enjoying their wealth and their status and their fame. And Kobe's answer to that was really simple. He was like, I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. I wanted to play basketball. And he said, even what really struck me is he, he said, some people take that lightly. You know, when you say, you know, I love the game, they take that lightly. No, I love to play the game. I love it. I don't want to do anything else. And when you come from that place, it's like impossible not to be disciplined. Okay. Uh, one of the, and also I'll, I'll mention as well in that interview, and I think it's also in the deep game movie that we made for Kobe, he, the interviewer asked him, you know, if you were getting your external motivation from somebody like Shaq, 
for example, in, in your playing career, who do you get external motivation from in your business life? And Kobe's answer was, you know, I didn't get external motivation. I didn't use external motivation. That was only like the 2% at the end if I absolutely needed it. My motivation came from my love for the game itself. Okay, and that is truly the only pure motivation. If you're motivating yourself by proving somebody wrong, by impressing some coach, by um, you know getting social status, climbing the ladder, doing these uh, or achieving these external things that are dependent on other people, it's sort of like uh, getting your nutrition from sugar, right? Rather than good whole organic food. If you get your nu nutrition from sugar, you're going to get this really intense high that might feel good and it might taste good for a moment or two, but then you're going to get the crash. <laughs> that crash is going to come and you're going to feel toxic. You're going to feel tired. You're not going to feel well. And it's certainly not sustainable. If on the other hand, you got that uh, nutrition from, let's say like a sweet potato, it might have the same amount of carbohydrate in it, but it's going to last longer. It's going to be sustained. You're going to feel good and your body's going to be healthy over time. And so if you're taking in constantly, <coughs> excuse me, if you're taking in the sugar of other people's opinions of you and trying to sway those opinions and giving them all this power over you and using that to motivate yourself, then inevitably you're going to be on this constant roller coaster to nowhere <laughs> you're on the roller coaster of they think this way of me okay i'm happy now they don't think that way of me and now i'm sad and it's going to be this constant feeling of emotional toxicity that builds up in your system and the, these darker emotions that um just don't need to be there they're not fulfilling they're not going to make you happy in the long run and it basketball is going to lose its purpose for you. And yes, it's going to be really hard <laughs> to get yourself to the gym and do the work on a consistent basis because again, you're on that roller coaster of the sugar high followed by the crash. Okay. So this brings us back to law number seven of the deep game. And law number seven is of course the law of mastery. So I consider this to be the most important law for your long-term success in the game of basketball. And the law of mastery states that the game rewards the player who needs no reward other than the game itself. In other words, you don't need the reward of so-and-so thinking you're so great, of uh, some external accomplishment in, you know, dominating over somebody or climbing the ladder on your team or proving somebody wrong or having your coach love you or any of that stuff. The game itself is the reward. The act of playing itself is the reward. And we're motivated to accomplish our, you know, bigger goals in basketball to play in college professionally and so on and so forth, simply because we want the biggest and the deepest and the greatest experience of playing the game that we love, not so that we can be in the NBA and be famous and have these girls chasing after us and get the cars and the mansion and all of that stuff. Like at the end of the day, that's not what's going to sustain you over time. The only thing that will truly sustain you is that deep enjoyment and love for what you're doing in the moment as you're doing it, okay? And my challenge to you would be like, if you're doing things in your life for the sake of getting status or attention or any uh, anything that is external and dependent on somebody else, stop doing that thing and do something else. If that's basketball, then like re-examine the reasons 
that you're playing. And I'm willing to bet that once you remove all of that stuff and you get back in touch with the reasons you originally started playing the game, which was the, the enjoyment of it. This is a game that's meant to be loved. Once you get back in touch with that, the discipline and the consistency and just the your enjoyment for the game and your experience of basketball as a whole is going to be so much deeper and so much greater and you are going to play so much better and you'll be so much more successful in the long run okay so that's my wish for you if you need more help with law number seven the law of mastery or any of the other eight laws go to deepgame.com take the masterclass, and i can't wait to see you there